Launch Chat, where we answer your startup questions every single day. I'm your host, Jay Care, founder of Launchpeer, and today we're going to be talking about a really bad situation. <laughs> so Phil from Oakland, California, has a situation where one of the founders of the company has left. And what are you supposed to do? Is that going to hurt you? Is it going to make you look bad to investors? Is it going to make you look bad to potential partners? What do you do in that situation? Which is a pretty normal situation, actually. Most people don't know that, but it's relatively normal. But what do you do when something like that happens? And how do you make sure that you're safe? So when that, you know, if that ever could possibly happen, you've protected yourself. Today's question comes from Philip in Oakland, California. He writes in, I have a question about a situation where a startup has a co-founder who has since left, but he still owns a large percentage of the business. Would this affect the ability of the startup to sell or exit in the future? Would this put off future investors or companies wanting to invest in the startup or at a later stage, an exit or sale of the business? Hey, Philip, thanks for your question. I know a situation like this can be really, really frustrating, okay? But it happens more often than you think it does, okay? And co-founder relationships don't always last. You know, I've worked with hundreds of entrepreneurs now over the last few years, and I can tell you co-founders, a lot of times, they just just can't get along, man. Or uh, what could also happen is life happens, right? You know, let's say one of the co-founders, they get pregnant or their spouse gets pregnant, okay? They just want to take some time off from the company or just stop working on the company or their priorities change or they uh, get a promotion because they're working full-time somewhere and they're like, I just don't have time to do this anymore. They get a really good job offer and they just can't pass it up. This kind of stuff happens all the time, all the time, especially for early stage startups. You know, I'm talking about like pre-series A, like seed round startups. Typically, this happens mostly with startups who are pre-revenue because if you're not able to pay someone a salary or you're not able to pay yourself a salary, it's very easy for life to throw wrenches in that and say, look, you know, there's this nice job offer hanging out over here and you're not making anything from that startup you're working on. It happens a lot. Okay. So don't feel like you're one in a million, like there's anything wrong with you or anything wrong with your company. Like this happens all the time. Okay. Now, with that being said, will this hurt your company? Yes. If you didn't do some stuff in the beginning to make sure that you were protected. Okay. So you say in your question that the startup has a co-founder who has since left, but still owns a large percent of the business. Okay. Well, that should never have happened in the first place. Okay. Not them leaving like that happens. But them leaving and being able to keep a large percent of the ownership of the company should not have happened. Okay, That's why I preach so much to you guys on this podcast when I'm talking about co-founder relationships, about having cliffs set up. I just talked about this on the last episode where you want to have a cliff set up where if somebody leaves the business after a year or two years or just leaves in general, that their equity goes from whatever they were owning before to a lot less. The last thing that you want is for someone who owns, let's say they own, like the last episode, we were talking 60-40 split. Let's just say that you have a 60-40 split and you didn't put a cliff in. The person could walk away whenever they want. And after a year, they're just like, I'm out. Peace. And they keep 40% of your company. It will be almost impossible for you to raise money in, in that situation. I mean, I've seen it happen, but it's it's like such a rare thing. It's not even worth mentioning. Okay. You're not going to be able to raise funding if someone owns 40% of your company and is not doing anything and is not willing to give that equity back to you. Okay. It just won't, it won't happen. Investors don't want to see a cap table like that. So what you need to do 
is you need to negotiate with this person. Okay. Having them own that big a percentage of your company, or I don't know what percentage they own, but you say a large percentage. So I'm guessing it's at least over 20, 30%. You need to negotiate that down. It is okay for founders who leave to keep a percentage of equity. That's fine. Investors still won't love it, but they'll be okay with it. You know, especially if it's one of the original co-founders, but they're not going to be okay with anything over probably like 10% tops. You're probably going to want to have them keep like two to 5% at the max. Okay. So I would try to negotiate with this person and tell them, look, this startup is going to fail because you decided to leave. And I really need you to negotiate and come to the table and say, okay, I'll be willing to go down to three to 5%. And some ways that I've seen this happen is you going in and saying, look, I know you own 40% right now. We can't have that on our cap table. Okay. Cause we'll never raise money. And then you're going to own 40% of nothing. You know, we want you to own a percent of something that is successful. But the only way that we can do that is if you lower the amount of equity that you have. So let's do this. Let's lower you down to 10% right now. We'll lock that in. Once we raise money and get to this valuation, then we'll we'll lower it down to 5%. You know, And then once we get to this other valuation, we'll lower it to 3% or whatever it is that you want to do. But what you're doing there is you're lowering the equity as you reach higher benchmarks because then that equity becomes worth something. Okay, If that, that person keeps the 40% or 30% or 20% and they've just walked away, then they're owning 20 to 40% of nothing. Okay, because you're not going to be able to raise the money that you need. You might be able to go and just try to get profitable as fast as possible, which is also an option. None of you guys have to raise capital, but most tech startups do at some point have to raise at least a little bit of funding and no investor is going to want to take that on if somebody owns a big chunk of equity in your company and there's no way that you can get out of it. Okay. So that's what I would do if I was in your situation. Now let's talk about it from the point of view of startups who, you know, you haven't gotten into that situation yet. Okay. Let's say that you have an agreement with your co-founder, 60-40, or let's say there's three of you and one of you owns 51%, the other ones split the other 49%, whatever the situation is. What you need to do is you guys need to sit down and start planning out worst case scenarios. Okay. If someone walks away from the company, what happens to their equity? And you could be creative with this. It could be anything that you want, but really ideally what you'd want to do is make sure that the person who walks away, doesn't matter how far into the future that this is, when somebody walks away, they don't continue to own more than 10% of your company because that is going to really, really hurt you in the long run, really hurt you in the long run. Okay. And this is mostly advice for like basically pre-series B or pre-series A type startups. Okay. Once you get bigger, things change a little bit. The negotiations change. It's going to be harder to get that person to not keep their equity because once you reach series A, like you've done something right, you know, like you've, they've obviously helped you get to that point in their journey, telling them that they can only keep 5% of equity in their company without them saying, yes, that's what I want is going to be more difficult. But for any of you who aren't at that point yet, and I most, I know most of you listening to this aren't at that point yet, you want to make sure that you guys all have a conversation saying, look, I don't expect anyone here at this table to walk away. Okay. I don't, but this is business and we need to start planning out what's going to happen if that happens. Okay. And I'll be really open with you guys. This kind of happened with Launchpeer when I first started the company. Okay. When we started the company, we had a guy that I was working with at the last company I worked at. I won't name names, but he owned 49% of the company and I own 51% of the company. Okay. And you know, the agreement was, Hey, I'm going to quit my job first and I'm going to go get us. Cause I was doing sales and marketing. I'm going to go get us our first big project, you know, anything over 25,000. And once I do that, it's time for you to quit your job too. And then come on board. And it was like, cool. We agreed to it. Didn't have any of that stuff in writing. Cause I was an idiot. And then 
within like three or four weeks of that agreement, I had already quit my job and I had gotten that sale and I gave him a call. I was like, bro, we're good. We did it. Like, let's do this. And you know, we were really good friends, you know, like we would go hang out with our families on the weekends, all this other stuff. Like we thought we knew each other really, really well before we even thought about starting a company together. We were friends. Our families were friends. And when I called him, he's like, I'm not going to be able to do it unless I'm making $80,000 a year. I was like, Whoa, (laughs) like, First, that's more than what you're making right now at the company. Like I know that. And two, like there's no way we can do that. Like I'm hardly going to be able to pay myself, let alone like pay you that much money. And he was like, all right, you know, that's fine. I'll just go ahead and sign over the the equity to you. And I tried to give him a few percentage equity in the company because, you know, I just was trying to be nice, which was stupid. But he was like, no, it's okay. I don't need it. And I made that mistake too, you know? So for you guys who are in this situation, it's business. I don't care how good of friends you are with someone. I don't care how well you know them. I don't care if you're brothers, sisters, cousins, family members, whatever. It doesn't matter. You need to protect yourself because when things turn into business, everything changes. Okay. And if you've never done business with the person before, even if you have done business with the person before, but especially when you haven't done business with the person before, you need to make sure you protect yourself. So make sure if you're in this situation or you're about to get into this situation, you sit down with your co-founders and start planning out. If one of us leaves the company, our equity goes down to 5% max, and we have the opportunity to buy you out once our valuation hits $2 million, something like that. Okay. And that's totally reasonable and that's fine. I think that's fair. And in business, what you need to do is make sure that you're looking out for you and everyone else at that table is looking out for themselves. And hopefully it'll all work out in the end. Thanks for listening to today's episode of Launch Chat. If you haven't already, we'd really appreciate a rating or review on iTunes. It helps us spread the word about the podcast. And the more people who listen to it, the more questions that we'll get to be able to help you grow your startup. And also, if you haven't already, go sign up for Launch Club, which is our free Facebook group. And you can find it at launchpeer.club. Launch Chat.